0: Welcome to the Reach, Effect, Achieve podcast. My name is Devin Emmig, and I have been working as a color guard tech, designer, instructor, and consultant for over a decade. I work with low income or no income school systems who are in the beginning phases of their winter guard programs and help them get their foot in the door and their name on the map. I am passionate about color guard as an opportunity to reach out to youth, affect positive change in their lives, and push them to achieve more than they ever thought possible. This is Reach, Effect, Achieve. On today's episode, since it is January and everyone is off to a fresh new start, we are going to talk about one of my favorite things to talk about: fundamentals, because they are your building blocks for success. All right. So um, I'm going to take this episode to talk a little bit about why fundamentals are so important as if we don't already know but you know some some of us may not so we're just going to break it down and talk about that for a minute and then talk about some fun ways to incorporate fundamentals into your warm-up so that it's not just like let's do a thousand million drop spins facing four different walls and we're done um because, I mean, look, there's there a lot of value in that. And I definitely, if your team can't do 100 drop spins together, I definitely encourage you to have that be a goal for them and to, to keep practicing until you can do 100 drop spins in sync. But that's not something that you're going to do and still be doing in April because it's time consuming and it's mentally exhausting and it's not fun. So um, we're going to talk about some ways that you can sort of liven up your fundamentals because I think that it is absolutely crucial to have them be part of your warm up for every single practice that you do. All right. So first of all, let's talk about why fundamentals are so important. So, So fundamentals are referred to as the building blocks for success, right? Um, And there's a reason for that. And the reason is that you are training your muscles, right? So I think everyone can agree that it is harder to do a double pirouette than it is to do a single pirouette. And it is harder to throw a five than it is to throw a triple. Why is it harder to do these things? It's, It's not because it takes more strength to do them. That is actually a common misconception. And while you do have to have strength, it's more about understanding which muscles which combination of muscles to use at which point in time to be able to accomplish something successfully. So there actually is like a science, like a, an anatomy and physiology component to what you're doing. And it's about engaging and releasing muscles in the right sequence at the right time. And that is why fundamentals are so important and why it is absolutely critical in my opinion to start every single day with drop spins, to start with right hand spins, to start with singles um, and and to start with tendus and to start with lunges and plies because these small muscle movements are the building blocks for the larger muscle movements, right? So um, we're gonna use a lot of dance examples in this because I'm speaking from a dance background. But so like when you, let's use the example of um, a pirouette when you are doing just a single baby pirouette right you have to think about your leg muscles obviously all right you're, you're engaging your leg you're thinking about your knee and the position of your knee in relationship to your body and it should be turned to the side your standing leg is what i'm referring to right it's not and it's turned to the outside of your body it's not turned straight to the front if you're turning it straight to the front and then you're trying to turn your body around you can't turn your torso and then turn your leg last right you have to start with that leg being turned in the direction that you want to move and If you don't do that, you're liable to sustain injury. So it's important to start with getting your kids to just go up on releve, and then go up on releve with one foot off the ground. So they can feel how that muscle engages, how lifting through the thigh and the top of the leg feels and how pointing your foot feels and balancing on that one foot. And you have to engage your core. You have to use your stomach muscles to keep your balance because your balance doesn't come from your legs. It comes from your center of gravity, which is the center of your body, which is your core, right? So just going up on releve It's important to know which muscles you're using just to do that before you then get yourself all out of whack by turning around. And if you don't understand the proper way to go up on relevé, then you are much more likely to injure yourself when you try to do a pirouette. And especially a double pirouette, a fouette, you know, um, pirouettes à la seconde, like all of these things are much more involved and involve many more muscles than going up on relevé but if you don't even know how to do the first part of that properly then your odds of consistent success with a pirouette a second are minimal i'm gonna go ahead and say basically non-existent right um the same is true for every piece of equipment that you put in your hand If you don't understand how to manipulate a flagpole, how to manipulate a saber, how to do right-hand spins, and if you don't understand how to do a single, what a release feels like, how to push with one hand and then twist your wrist and release with the other hand, if you don't understand just that basic movement, you will not be able to successfully, consistently throw a quad. I don't care. I I don't care who tells you what. If you can't throw a single consistently, correctly with the right technique and with the right muscles moving at the right time, you can't throw a quad. Real quick, I want to tell you guys that if you are loving this podcast and you're like, yes, I just need to write down everything this girl is saying, you're not alone. Okay, you may be alone. But if you hop on over to my website, www.com. Atandra LLC, that's A-T-T-E-I-N-D-R-E-L-L-C.com. Sign up for my email list, you will get a reminder that this podcast is coming and you will get awesome tidbits from me that you can use right now to plan your winter guard season. How great does that sound? One more time, it's www.attendrellc.com, and it is all free. So start with these basics, even though they're boring, even though everyone's like, but I know how to do this. Well, no, sweetie, you don't because your upper thigh is not engaged when you're, when you're uh, pointing your foot in a tendu. So obviously we need to go back to the drawing board, right? Or no, you don't because your flag is rotating a half count slower than everyone else's. So how do we fix that? Right? These are the details. If you can't do it the exact same way every single time, you're not ready to move on to the next skill level. So practicing these and making sure that those small muscle movements get rehearsed at every single practice is the best way to ensure that they're carrying this muscle memory into the more developed skills that you're asking them to to do later in the season, later in the show, later in the practice, right? Um, so we're talking about skills basically in isolation. but. Of course as we all know no one does a show where you stand in the middle of the floor and do drop spins for 32 counts and and that's it that's your show right so we have to teach our students how to use these skills in combination with each other and I think that one of the most difficult things to do is to teach students how to manipulate a piece of equipment while also Um, using their lower body or even their upper body to complete dance movements so that that's something that's really difficult um when students have been taught to do those things in isolation and it is good to teach them in isolation because you want them to be able to focus just on the right hand spin with the rifle or just on you know whatever other skill um But it's important to allow them to practice putting those small pieces together for the exact same reason. You know, because if you can do small combinations together, then you can do bigger combinations. So do drop spins while walking or um, doing the chasse. There's a great exercise that's out. I'm sure some famous guard put it out there, but I honestly don't want to say the wrong name. Um, But you basically do chasse to the side and then lift your leg up and then chasse to the other side and lift your leg up and you do that while you're doing drop spins and that's great because you get to go through plie and releve and you're doing drop spins and you have a moment of suspension which then you get to incorporate like having breath, right? Because that too is a learned skill. Now, some people obviously are better at it than others and have sort of a better knack for it just like some people have a better knack for pointing their toes or um rifle saber any of it you know there are people that have a knack for it but breath is something that absolutely can be taught so if you incorporate that into your fundamentals and especially the fundamentals where you're doing moves in combination then that is a perfect training tool that they can then bring to the show floor so think about that and I would design my warm up routine differently every year. And I know that that's extra work and I know that that sounds exhausting, but hear me out. You don't have to redo the entire thing. But when you're thinking about combinations and you're thinking about breath, think about the types of movements that are in your show. Now, I'm not saying lift pieces of your show and use them as a warm up, but what I am saying is that if you are doing a ballad and your entire show is about flow and about being light and airy and joyful, then when you do your small combinations during your warmup, they should be light and airy and joyful. And that should be the feel of your warm-up so that your girls are already getting their muscles trained to, to emote and project what you want them to have in their show. So if you've got a show that's very elbows and knees and very like peppy and it's very schoolgirl then that's the sort of thing that you need to have in your warm-up and that's the sort of song that you want to have for the warm-up song um you want to have something that's going to let them get into character before they even get on the floor to start practicing to start rehearsal with your with your real show song so think about what you want your warm-up to do for your team how you want them to enter practice what you want them to be rehearsing for their show performance you know what what emotions um should they be carrying through in in their practice starting with warm-up every day so that by the time they get to their first show it's rehearsed you don't have to think about you know pushing past the butterflies and finally getting them to figure out how to be peppy and communicate with the audience because they've been rehearsing that in warm up every day for the past month right so so this is the intent behind picking fundamentals that you want them to work on that are building blocks to the skills that you want them to use in the show Using small combinations that are not necessarily from the show but have the same feel and allow you to use the same emotions that you would use during the show, and then finally expecting them to use those emotions and to use that expression as they're even beginning their warm up you know as you get into the second half of your warm up block and you've moved past the the um, elements in isolation and you're starting to do these combinations, go ahead and add character add breath add these things now so that you don't then have to teach them halfway through the season all right so i know that was a lot and it was kind of in like lecture mode and i'm sorry um but not really because it's something that i'm just i'm really passionate about especially from the perspective of you have to teach fundamentals and you have to teach these small movements um, so that your students don't injure themselves when they're trying to do complicated things, you have no idea how many times I've seen kids that are, that are wanting to do more and they're trying to do more and they end up really hurting themselves because they don't understand the the science and the muscles and the what am I looking for? Um, they don't understand how their body is supposed to be engaging and moving to support the movements that they're trying to accomplish and and then they get frustrated and hurt and then you're frustrated so just just start with the basics and just understand that as boring as it is and as much as you don't want to do it you are absolutely preparing your students for success and that it's so worth it in the long run so like i said a little bit passionate about that that's my speech for the week um but I'm really hoping that you can take the time to sit down and really think through your warm-up and not just go through the same thing that your your school has been doing for five years. Um, I really encourage you to tailor it to your show, tailor it to your guard, and use it as an opportunity to train and to grow before you even get on the floor and start working on your show. Because I think it's it's an amazing tool that so many people. Don't utilize enough. If you haven't yet, hop on over to my website at www.attendrellc.com. Sign up for the email list. You will get an email from me in your inbox. You can also find me on social media at Atondra on Facebook or on Instagram at reach.effect.achieve. That's effect with an A. I'm so excited, guys, that you have chosen to dedicate your time to creating a great program for your students. I look forward to seeing you take the floor in competition.